This experience is best with headphones. This is a program in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. For more information and additional programs, visit us at openandclear.com. For any questions you would like us to focus on, comments about the show, inquiry about advertising with us, or just want someone to talk to, please visit us there at openandclear.com. You are listening live to ACIM Gather, a gathering for A Course in Miracles students and teachers. For more shows and information, visit ACIMGather.com. I am your lunch hour's host. Reverend Devin Devine, your conscious spirit coach in Cicerone to experiencing firsthand what is God. For more information about me and what I can do for you, visit openandclear.com. That's O P E N A N D C L E A R.com. day may have a different subject and approach. Ultimately, each and every single one of them have the same lesson that God would have you learn. To eventually open up and receive first-hand experience of what is truth, what is love, and what is that which is God. see what spirit has in store for us today as we tune in to this spiritual lunch hour broadcasting live from Utah, USA. Just like any dogma, if you only have the curriculum to get to the supposed uh, goal, you won't have a lot of answers. This is perfectly noble, perfectly acceptable, but when you actually achieve what A Course in Miracles is offering you, you have all the answers. I enjoyed listening to Ken Wapnick just a moment ago as he was confronted with how did the ego happen and who did it? Essentially something that cannot be answered to those who are really (laughs) from the perspective of getting out of the dream. Meaning, within a dream. It does seem like there is even a logic and there has to be a logic 
to make sense out of anything that we are faced with in life. And that we have to feel this satisfaction of an answer in order for it to be compatible with the question that we, we put off, that we ask. So while it seems as if there is no answer, it's only really that you don't resonate with accepting the answer to what question you asked. So in other words, your reality is based off of conditions that you believe in. And it has to fit within that, those boundaries for yourself to comprehend it and be satisfied as, in this example, accepting it as an answer. This is why throughout the understanding and my interpretation of the knowledge of God is actually referring to 10 dimensions of reality. It's because depending on which one you're focused on depends on what types of questions you're asking and which answers you would see satisfying it. Now, a lot of people would get, especially course students, would just simply get uh, frustrated with these 10 dimensions and say, oh no, I just want out of the dream. And when you then discuss the details of what it means to get out of the dream and what it looks like outside of the dream and and what types of things are happening outside of the dream and who's with what and how's it happening and what it, what's the point of being outside of that dream that they define usually goes to another alternate dimension referring to most likely the spiritual universe. Now, the spiritual universe is a very noble, beautiful, wonderful place to go. Uh, it is considered the happy dream, and it only represents the aspect of love and completion and fullness. So in other words, it reflects that proper perception that the mind then chooses to see when it goes to such a place. Right now, as you are perceiving physical bodies and think of yourself as separate seeking answers, you are not in the perception of completion and total love, all-encompassing love. For that, in that case, the actual question you ask is to not be satisfied. So let's step back here for a moment, recognize what we're talking about. If you see a physical world, you're in a perception of which then is reflected into physicality. So whatever that perception is, what it consists of, it reflects into physicality, separation. So that consciousness is actually holding a belief system that then is reflected, as I said already, as physicality. So when you see it, it takes a real honest person or honest Buddhistafa to recognize that what they see is within them. So when you do see this physicality, it's an indicator of what you hold within yourself. Many of you have learned new things and learned new things about spirituality and how we're all connected and the energy works and everything. And you can see how your mindset on what was physicality and is physicality has changed a little bit. And this is because you're developing yourself, your consciousness, you're starting to perceive a little bit of a different reality. This is your natural, what we are here to do, natural evolution of that consciousness, which is just a deliberate change, a selection, a natural selection of your consciousness of what's going to work and what it wants to happen. So as we are going down this realm of spirituality together, 
We are th going through this natural selection of our collectiveness of what's going to work and what doesn't work. Now, regardless of what the spirituality is, it's always a releasing of old types of spirituality, old types of ideas, and moving into a new idea. It doesn't really matter if it's right or wrong. It, this is simply an indicator of the movement or the evolution of our consciousness. So if you can grasp that, which really isn't that impossible to grasp, it's simply this idea of education. And when you have the education that gives you a whole nother eyes to see the world and a whole nother way of approaching the world, then the world is different to you. This is an alternate dimension. A dimension is another angle in which the perspective can recognize what it's looking at through a different form, a different structure. Now to say a third dimensional object, for an example, a cube, is not a second dimensional object, is a misunderstanding of what you're perceiving. So you perceive this length, width, and height, meaning a flat side, and now it has alternate flat sides, right? Well, it is each flat side is another second dimension, according to this measurement perspective and this mathematical way of understanding dimensions. In the same sense is spirituality on every corner and every facet of the physical reality that you see. It is every angle, every dimension, or every measurement of side, height, width is all within and consists of that second energetic universe. So to clarify on how this is applied to receiving the answer to such a question as in who started the ego and who do we blame about this, which essentially even as the Course states that it is an impossible question because it really has no answer, that it can't be answered in any fashion, is because what it speaks of and what it asks of doesn't actually happen, doesn't actually occur within the reality in which that answerer, that Christ consciousness, is answering from. So it has a reality that this ego thing has never existed. But then you look in your mind and you see this ego thing. And you see it talking to you, telling you how, and telling you what, and telling you where, telling you why, telling you that, you know, you're better, you're worse, you're greater, you're pathetic, you're it's telling you all of these things. This is an indicator, even as the physical world is an indicator of a perception within consciousness also is how you perceive consciousness as in an ego a perception of what is choosing to perceive itself so it can look about itself even as christ can look about itself and see that that is not occurring you can look about yourself and see that it is this is the difference between the fourth dimensional perspective and the split between the first dimensional perspective. They are both within that conscious realm. They both look at themselves. However, one looks at themselves and sees on the other side of that split mind that is referred to as ego. It is not looking in a different place. It is looking as if the second dimension happened the third dimension exists, and therefore it concludes to what it has designed as its perception of those angles, of those dimensions, as if the physical world is its reality. So the answer of the question, even as an illusion doesn't really exist, the aspects of seeing that it exists or the believing that it doesn't exist 
does exist within a dimensional perspective. Even as I can say, my physical body exists, this shirt I am wearing exists, it is yellow today, on some level or another. But to another dimension of perspective, it does not. It's the same with that consciousness perceiving itself as a voice in its head. Symbols of symbols of symbols is quite literally saying dimension in dimension in dimension of perspective. Those, that voice is talking to you and saying things and who is responsible for its creation? Who is responsible for what it is? Who brought it about? And as we look at these dimensions and as we go into the depths of the realization of what this all actually means, it can only reveal one thing. As each dimension will have a different being or perspective of beings or existence somehow that we can blame for it, essentially, as it comes down to the original perspective it is only the Christ that exists at all. So while we blamed in the third dimensional perspective Christ as in Jesus, we then perceived the reality of being able to blame him for that. The crucifixion is an example. Hey, you gonna put that bread back? Looks like mommy already gave you a piece. <laughs> He is as guilty of it as I am. Now, in the reality of the actual dimension of the perception of Christ, he is guilty of something that never happened. Even as he is guilty of taking about the knowledge of good and evil, which also never happened. He is guilty of everything and anything a body has done, which also never happened. He is guilty of anything that the souls have done and talked to each other and moved around and with each other and contrived of new ideas of what it would be like with a physical universe or even developed this idea of a lion and a lamb. And in that position, it also still, none of that has actually happened. In the actual perspective of what is Christ, none of that has occurred because we're talking from the perception of alpha. This is the alpha and the omega. Now, let's not confuse what the alpha is as in Christ with the alpha that is what is God. For even in that perception of what is God, Christ never happened. And everything Christ thinks it's doing within dreams has never occurred. It is in the perception of omega that everything has happened and every possible option of everything that has happened, happened. Where's the, where's the piece you were just eating, bud? You, you want the end piece? Me? Yeah, you like the end piece? Okay, but you have to go put this back in the fridge, okay? You gonna go put it back in the fridge? Here, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, I got, I got a, I gotta close this. Okay. Go put this in the fridge and you can come back for this, okay? Put that in the fridge, put that back, and come back for this, okay? You got a deal. So people ask questions of things like your children. How could you say that your children don't exist when you see them and love them? And you get mad at them and, and you, you feel that giggly thing inside you, just that love for them. How could you say that doesn't happen? That isn't existing. Well, essentially, as we talk about these dimensions, which I've only been referring to the first four, the idea that they exist in a third dimensional and fourth dimensional perspective is absolutely true within those dimensions. As in, even as when we study and examine the physical universe to the physical perspective, it does exist 
I don't think you actually put that back in the fridge. Did you put the bread back? Did you put the bread away? No. Well, it goes bad faster if it's not in there. Okay. Probably got locked. So it goes into this term of level confusion. When it's difficult to an answer a question for someone on a level that you are on a different level. And so you don't, and they don't, completely resonate with what you're referring to because the answer is not satisfactory. And that is, well, because they don't resonate with it, it is not satisfactory because they have not concluded to see the evidence, most likely, when they're referring to the physical world, they want evidence of it. They want to see it and then believe it which is an indicator of it being a fourth-dimensional perspective. That is the, I see it, therefore I believe it. And that's, <laughs> I see the third dimension, and therefore I accept it in the fourth dimension. So you can see the fourth dimension is, is classified and filled with the definition of what is happening in the third so it is going to a position of coming back into that experience of spirituality that it's not simply a mentality, it's not simply conceptual and intellectualizing, but that you can actually have an experience and the experience of the spiritual universe. And this consists of simply what is a mentality and they able to understand and comprehend and accept this reality of a new perception that if you do not think in the way of it, you would simply look at the same thing, even as a spiritual universe, and still think that you see the same thing. Then you, you are perceiving what you are choosing to see already. So if you understand what I'm saying, I'm saying right now, you are seeing the spiritual universe. And yet, even if anybody touched your forehead, awakened you up into this whole thing of experiencing the spiritual universe firsthand, if you don't want to see it, you will continue to see the physical evidence that whatever they just did never happened. It's the same idea that with this ego idea, this thing telling you, blah, 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 saying how you think you know more or how you think you understand or that you think, think you grasp something but then don't actually grasp where someone's coming from and all these ideas. You recognize that what is the occurrence of this reality and who is the occurrence of this reality is accepting a new experience of itself. This is within the dream of the within the dream of the experience. So as I refer to these dimensions, I'm referring to dimensions or layers of the dream that you experience each and every day. While your awareness may only be of intellectual banter, it will seem as if someone's using words of alternate intellectual banter as if they're speaking of something different than what your mind is speaking of. And you can't actually recognize because you keep yourself focused on some sort of intellectual banter that you think you know, instead of recognizing the actuality that you both speak of intellectual banter. And who is it that speaks it? Who is it that focuses on anything? When you get into this alternate perception of spirituality, you start to recognize that it's not just an intellectual idea that we are one, but you actually experience the unity of our lives. That you actually experience the unity of what is occurring with you and with myself and each and every one of us. So that's to say, you start to find evidence of that reality. You start to have 
firsthand experiencing it. The only reason you believe in the physical reality, the only reason you may believe in what A Course of Miracles is speaking of, is because you have firsthand experience of it. And you believe what is happening in front of your face. You believe what is happening within you. You then try and process it, try and understand it, try and recognize and determine what it has to do with you and how can you use it? How can you help people with it? And all these variations still of the same processing system that refers to itself as it looks about and says, I am this and they are that. There is no real difference between the realities. So as I come to you here today, I can tell you of these alternate dimensions and the recognition of what they are because I have the perception of actually recognizing the occurrence of their reality. I went on that journey to going and not being satisfied with any level at all, saying that this is it and this will bring it to me. But this is it and I'll go beyond it. This is that and I'll go beyond it. This is that and I'll go beyond it. And continuing to move forward through these levels and actually doing so. And yet so many talk about this course and talk about this reality as if it is actually an occurrence, which is only true to those who have not actually done it. I've been able to communicate with you here today as if I am actually using this mouth and using these words and using these concepts, which is completely acceptable to myself and, and to each and every one of us. That when you do recognize the intellectual banter in which I am tossing around to be none other but your intellectual banter, then you recognize that even though it speaks in a different way of different words, of different terms, that you failed to interpret correctly to recognize that it was you, now your interpretation goes into a position of unity, a perception of recognizing unity. And then it has the evidence of hearing the intellectual banter that once was heard as someone else's mind is also your mind. So I can tell you in the answer of the question of who started the ego and why it was me. I can tell you I did it. And I did it because I started to believe in the physical body that I also did. I started to believe that that physical body can lead to death and the experiences then divided between the spiritual realities and the physicalities. Very few could actually recognize and remember the occurrence of each and every little thing. While you talk on intellectual banter, you are hoping to get to the position in which you resonate with. In other words, as Jesus speaks to you in A Course in Miracles, it says certain things that tell you about a reality that it sees. You hear that and you resonate with it, saying, I want that to be true. So then you go through a course and you try to read it and use the same words, attempting to actually bring about that reality. But you're simply trying to, what's a good word, smash on or put a facade of that within and on top of the occurrence of the ladder. I don't know if I said that right.
confusion is usually understood and oversome and overcome in the early stages of understanding the Course. And then he states directly, we live in the dream. <laughs> All of the dream is real with a small R for what we are doing and dreaming here. Only by living in the dream can we go beyond it. There's a whole lot of level confusion there. But I completely accept it and realize it has its position. And I want to state that what I think you're attempting to say is something exactly what I would say before we say the same thing. And I would put it in words in terms of describing it as in order to recognize that you're not in something and to be not confined by it, you have to actually recognize that what it is doesn't exist. And with that recognition of that it doesn't exist, you have to act as if it doesn't. This is referring to even as a prison. If you're in a prison cell, you would think of yourself as in a prison cell. If you wanted to get out of that prison cell by thinking you're in it and you want to be outside of it, you will then have to somehow get released or get escape your way from the physical space in which you're in into another physical space which is out, which you're not in. Instead of recognizing that you are not in a prison, you are out, which a lot of people would attempt to understand the dream of this reality, which is perfectly acceptable, but then consists to say that they're out of the dream. The reality of it is that you can't be out of something that you're not in. You can't try and get out of something that you're not in. So the recognition is of where you are. Where are you? Right now, I'm sure most of you are not in a prison cell as in your physical reference. So if you can see where you are, you can look about you and see that you are in whatever room or car you might be in. That recognition is acceptable to you. You have decided that you want to be in it, that you see it and use it and recognize it as coming to the conclusion of being acceptable, sufficient, and somewhat enjoyable. If you are in a prison, you are resisting, usually, the location because you, of what happened and what, what's occurring and why, and that your freedoms are taken from you, and that you can't do exactly what you want to do, hence the word imprisonment. Recognize that you are here. You could try and get out of this place and say, I want to be out of this place, this room, and be where I really am. But then you're saying you're in that place and not where you really are. To say you're in a dream and not actually within heaven is to misunderstand that where you actually are is in heaven. So the comprehension of what heaven is 
is now perceived in a reality of what physicality is. As I would refer to this mind and belief system that believes it is within the body as a spiritual prison of sorts, you go through these stages of attempting to go beyond this position of your body to see past your perception, to see outside of your mind as in a body's perception which most people are desiring and craving for when they go into spirituality, that they want to be able to do anything because they feel imprisoned in the laws that they are capable of. They want to be able to be free and happy, which means they feel imprisoned in not feeling happy and in whatever life they're doing and being. In the same circumstance, this goes to everything, that if you think that you need out of it, you are putting yourself in it. Because you're not actually in that until you think you need out of it. You recognize that when you accept where you are, what you are accepting is the reality of where you are, not the illusion. Even as the ego, the illusion aspect of what it is does not exist. So when you accept it instead of resist it, you recognize the reality of what is there, which is Christ. If you do not accept it and you think it's something that's happening to you or an illusion that's happening to you, that's something that you can eventually conquer or get rid of or stop responding to, you're misunderstanding that the whole point of the trial period of not responding to the ego is to recognize who has power over it. In other words, who created it. And that's the recognition that what it is, is by your own doing, by your own making of what you saw helpful by what you believed. It's a beautiful thing to look about yourself and to see only that which you look with. It's a beautiful thing to recognize the people that seem to be out there are still remaining to be in here. It's a beautiful thing to see the innocence of a brother remains to be the innocence of myself and the choice of the perception in which I have chosen to be my reality is not only within me but within each and every one throughout eternity. <laughs> you looking for turtles? Mommy brought those clothes in. Is that the one you want to wear? Oh, take that into Mama. It's so easy to act on these ideas that someone is separate from you when you put your position, put yourself into that state of seeing that others have an independent free will. Much like yourself, if you recognize 
you have free will and you choose that to be your reality, it will be as if others could choose differently from you. And you'll recognize the state of other people being whatever frauds or characters that they are. Instead of seeing yourself, you will identify with the reality of them being something other than they are. Atreyu, please don't pull all of them down. Please don't pull all of them down. That's good. That's good. Stay. Hey, hey, hey. Atreyu. Hey, no, no, stop. <laughs> bud, bud. Hey, come here. Atreyu, come here. What you got there? Is that your hanger gun? He likes to take objects and strange things like as if it has a handle and make it into a gun. Does that sound? Atreyu, please don't take all those off the hangers. Uh, rearranging this room is a job. So in the physical reality, we are separate, and you're seeing it by that free will idea, and regardless of what it is, the more you speak of and believe in unity, you'll start to recognize that the insistence upon free will becomes more prevalent and more alert and attentive. This reality is here to prove it, is to here is here to be the evidence of it, the evidence of the experience of what is individuality, of separation. It's not the actual occurrence of it, for in the reality of the alternate dimension of Christ consciousness, it has never occurred. But that's simply the purest form before any ideas have occurred. That means no spirituality or spiritual universe has ever occurred either. It was in the development of ideas, when it looked about itself and thought of itself, that it also developed a spiritual universe which there represents itself. And through those ideas, even that tiny mad idea, it accepted it within itself a perception of having an opposite of not only love and good, but that there being an evil. Hey, 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 I tell you, that's not a toy. No, no, please, please stop. Hey, hey, no, no, please don't knock it over. Please don't knock it over. I, I told you, please don't knock it over. He thinks I'm telling him to not do things because I don't want him to, which I don't, because I don't want him to get hurt. He doesn't realize it's because he's going to get hurt. Now 
always hurt and scared and alone, pain, suffering. We just moved into this room and putting the studio in, and so there's a lot of stuff everywhere right now. As each day I'm putting it all, organizing it, putting it all together, putting it in its position, its place. So it's not exactly toddler-friendly right now. But it will be shortly. So each dimension, if you followed me in that comprehension, is essentially a lesson within that experience of forgiveness. That each one is used to then forgive another perspective, forgive another angle, and recognize God there again. In, a, in other words, a way of explaining it, would be that we developed an idea of saying, oh, is God in this way? And that type of a question is then seeking out everything God is not to eventually find that God is still and God remains still. It is an example as far as him, uh, the fact that he wants to go again. I say no. He wants to say, I'll show you. I can do it. And as if, almost as if that's a reflection uh, of the reality of our decision with God. God said, no, that you can't do that. That's impossible. And we said, oh no, I'll show you. I can do anything. I can do anything. So we sought out the impossible to simply prove that it is possible. And while it is within illusionary, delusional dreams, It only seems possible, and that's enough, for really in the reality of what's happening with God, still, the only way you can tell if anything is happening is still through a realm or field of perception, in one way or another. So even if it is perceived of truth and reality, and however you might describe that, it is still through perception. While it's not the same perception as the five senses might tell you, it is still a way of perceiving. So in that way of perceiving, there was no real conversation with the Son and the Father. For in the position and experience of what this Father is, is so expansive upon eternity that there is no longer evidence of its existence when you're looking for so-called physical evidence or spiritual evidence or anything. It's so expansive and vast that it does not exist in that same sense. It is within the Son of God itself it exists. So the Son of God is, think of your eyes. Like if you weren't, if no one existed in a room and you looked about the room, would you see anyone? Well, no, because you're not there. But when you go in the room and you look about and you might see people in the room, you might not, but essentially you can see the room. Now you're in the room, now you exist. 
It's the same conditions with the fact of God, is that there is no existence of God until there is the Son of God to perceive it, to believe it, to experience it. And it is that Son of God that goes throughout the journey, throughout the experiences of its reality, throughout the vastness landscape of alternate universes and dimensions, that it goes through various dreams and various illusions of saying in any way, in any form of what it is. Oh, there you are, God. Oh, that's what you are, God. Oh, there you're not, God. Where are you? Oh, that's not you, God. Where, what are you? And all the endless variations of God and not God and perceiving God. Come here, buddy. Please, please, please. I don't. Oh, the wonderful life of a two-year-old. Boom, ba dum, boom, boom. He's getting jealous with the baby. Getting jealous with the radio programs. <laughs> excited about a group podcast that will be live here on Saturday evenings uh, taking over I guess Teddy's time getting a few people here in the studio and live discussions and seeing what's happening I believe we have agreed we and it haven't it hasn't been official to but uh, along the realms and the ideas of the inner sanctum, a Kabbalah manifest. So join us for the inner sanctum, hopefully uh, starting this Saturday. Uh, 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Whoa, I think that's not Mountain Standard Time. I need to talk to Lynn. <laughs> Lynn, are you in the room? I don't think you are. <laughs> hey, Fussy Gussy, come here. Come get some loves from Dada. Okay, just be my footrest. Yeah, that's good. I'll warm up my feet. I'll warm up my feet. I'll watch your head. I just have a few minutes. I know you get frustrated about 45 minutes into it, but I have a few minutes to go, okay? It's easy to look at my son and see how insane his mind is when you think about it. It's like, oh, what, what is he really throwing a fit about? And it doesn't really make sense usually. But just the fact that he wants one thing and I say, you can't have it that way. Can we almost see that occurrence in Christ and the Father? And we're just here throwing a fit. And that it doesn't really make sense to the Father. For it's based on illusionary ideas. We're saying, I want it this way. Why can't you give me it this way? So we sought, we sought what we wanted from other sources.
We sought to develop our own universe where we could find it. And we have full capability and right to achieve that and do and have. No, I want to be separate from you, you meanie head. You said I can't have an illusionary world and I'll show you, your jerk. No, my dad just doesn't get me. He just doesn't understand. Instead of trying to grasp why he doesn't understand. Instead of trying to grasp how a, a cactus doesn't understand why we ride bicycles. Trying to enforce perceptions onto alternate angles and dimensions and perceptions. No, it's never going to satisfy. Never seen on Sesame Street. They're all trying to give. They found out that it's Stinky's birthday and he's a plant. So they're trying to give him birthday presents. Like a tutu, a drum set, balloons. And he's like, oh, isn't that lovely? What do you do with it? And they show him what you do with it. And he's banging his head on the drum. He, he can't really move the plant, the planter that he's in, to dance with the tutu. And the balloons just carry him away. It's hard to see from someone else's perspective when we insist that we understand. The only thing we understand is our own. Can we really be humble enough truly recognize that there's more to life than being right. I choose love today. Thank you, God. Thank you for being here. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have been tuning in to this spiritual lunch hour with me, your host, Reverend Devin Devine. If you'd like more information about me and what I can do for you, please visit openandclear.com. That's O-P-E-N-A-N-D-C-L-E-A-R.com. Stay tuned to ACIM Gather for additional teachers, students, and those who love A Course in Miracles.